You are listening to episode 89. And I also would like to introduce today the Okiki Video Bootcamp. Yes, I will be launching a course, which I will have a wait list in the show notes. And I will be launching some group coaching as well. I know there has been a lot of requests lately of people wanting to learn how can they create content for their own brands. And so I'm looking forward to bringing you along in the journey with that. If that's something that you've wanted to gain skills and techniques on, this will be for you. You'll learn systems on how to create content effectively and efficiently and have more time for yourself in the process. While reaching your clients. Again, you can find the information for the Okiki Video Bootcamp in the show notes below. On today's episode, we have a return guest and that is Betty Maturi. Betty Maturi is a PCC PhDC professional coach consultant facilitator who is passionate about maximizing the potential of individuals, teams, and organizations. She leverages her years of experience of over two decades in the public sector where she really works on insightful coaching, consulting, talent development, change leadership, and EDI. She is currently the CEO or Chief Encouragement Officer, as she likes to say, of BM Leadership Coaching and Consulting, which is a boutique firm that partners with leaders to maximize their impact and navigate complex team challenges and increase engagement. She's also a catalyst and works with a group of 13 Black women who have now co-authored a book called Courage, Change, Faith, Leadership, Inspiring Narratives of Black Women Leaders. And they are part of a group called Black Women Leaders in Saskatchewan. So I'm very excited to have her as a guest, as a Black Women Leader with other Black Women Leaders in Saskatchewan and featured during Black History Month on the Okiki Podcast. By the way, if you have been enjoying the Okiki Podcast and you found value in what we have shared, be sure to leave a rating at Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts and let us know which podcasts have you been enjoying the most during this month. This podcast is also brought to you by Okiki Consulting, where we help brands tell their stories through video content. So whether it's video content strategy you need, video editing, or simply to learn through courses or individual coaching, that is where Okiki Consulting can help you in both languages in English and French. And now on with today's episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. everyone and welcome to the Okiki podcast. This is the first time I've had a guest twice and this is none other than <laughs> Betty Maturi. She is a 
PCC, PhDC, and professional coach and consultant and facilitator. And she really specializes in helping maximize the potential of individuals and teams and organizations. She's worked in for over two decades in leadership and talent development. So she's really quite an expert in the space. And right now she's currently the CEO or chief encouragement officer, as she likes to say, of BM Leadership Coaching and Consulting, which is a boutique firm that she leads that partners with leaders to maximize their impact and help them navigate challenges and increase engagement. So I'm very excited to have her here today. Today, she's talking more so beyond what she even does with her consulting and actually with a project that she's been working on and Mm -hmm. uh, been a catalyst for with 13 other Black women, and that is with Black Women Leaders Saskatchewan. So this is quite exciting. Nothing really that I know of has been done like this before, and she's going to share about the whole project and the process today. And of course, this is during Black History Month that we're showcasing this. So thank you so much, Betty, for coming again on the Okiki podcast. Thank you so much, Fien, for having me. I just love how you host. That was such a generous introduction. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again to talk about a project that I'm so passionate about and the fact that it's launching in Black History Month, which the theme I think this year is ours to tell. So we couldn't have planned it better. Yes. So, I mean, I know I've had you on the podcast before just to talk about yourself and as a leader and as someone who I definitely admire being a Black woman leader and respected throughout the province even. But I think it's really interesting, this project, right? How do you get stories out that we get to tell or Black women or Black people get to tell their stories and add to, you know, the narratives? And also, how did you collaborate? How did you all decide 13 women that you're going to collaborate and make this book together? Like, what was the process of doing that? That's a very interesting question. And I'm happy to tell the story. So we met in a leadership program that was sponsored by Gaywe. And Gaywe contracted me to design a program just for Black women leaders. That was such an exciting opportunity for me because over almost 20 years, I'd never done that before. So I said yes, and about 30 women registered for the course. It was based on positive leadership principles. And, you know, just to kind of explain that in layman terms, it's about leadership that really flourishes by using your own strengths. So it's about approaching leadership, not from a deficit base, like I don't have this, but really taking stock of what you already have and stepping into that and doing what you are wired to do the strengths that come naturally and flow out of you. So that was the cornerstone, the philosophy that was behind the program. And of course, we covered other topics that were relevant to the women. Upon graduation, I just had this sense of, oh my gosh, these women were amazing. I mean, the six sessions over six months, it was so powerful and so palpable. I'd never had that experience before. I mean, of course, they were in my reference group and I wondered about telling the stories and almost like wanting to share the magic that had happened in the six months. So it was a way to say it's, we can't just leave and graduate and we go our different ways. There was something that was really special in that cohort. And the stories that I had, I was so impressed by their confidence, by their resilience. And I thought, you know, how do we capture these stories to tell our future generation, to share with the community? I mean, we want to definitely encourage inclusion. We want to be able to not look strange and weird to our neighbors. We want to show that 
that this is who we are, again, in or in the spirit, or in the spirit of, you know, building sustainable communities. So when I threw out the idea, about 15 women said, you know what, I would love to be part of that project. And that's how the project was born. That's such a cool concept and evolution. And mm -hmm. from there, when all the women decided that they were willing to be part of the project, what was the process for deciding what types of stories to even feature without giving away too much? Because I know people should definitely go yeah. to get the book. But like, what was the process of for each of them and making it somehow a cohesive reader experience? Good question. So yeah, 13 different women and all leaders have their own ideas, of course. What I did was really just how teams meet. First, when you're trying to establish a team, you kind of decide what the group charter is going to be. What is your vision? What is it that you want to share collectively? And we had those discussions in the initial meeting. So we set ourselves a vision. We set the purpose of our group. And we also clarified the visions that we'll hold each other accountable to. So again, starting afresh, who are we? What are we about? What are we doing? And what are the values that are going to guide our decision-making? So we took some time at the beginning to clarify that so that we can build a very strong foundation and so that we can be on the same page, right, as we evolved. It wasn't very hard actually to get and to land at the purpose or the values because we had just come out of a leadership program that we had, had already primed our mind in terms of how do we work best together. And all these women are very mature women. They already are confident in their own. So the question is, how do we play together in the sandbox? Because we are very diverse right? We're from very diverse backgrounds. But that wasn't an issue because, again, it was very professional. And uh, we talked about the values of collaboration. We talked about the values of respect, professionalism, and focus. So building on that, uh, how often do we meet so that we can try and flesh out? So it was a circle. There wasn't really, for me as the group lead, I wasn't creating a group that I would tell what to do. The team itself had to decide together what to do. This was a collective leadership group. We also thought about the different roles that we needed to play. And based, again, on the philosophy that we had worked through in the leadership program, strength-based, people stepped up based on their strength. So we had different people playing different roles because of the strengths that they have. And you know, what naturally comes to them or the business they're in, their career they're in, they all decided to contribute. So I would say it was a very cooperative working environment. Everyone stepped up and took the lead in the area that they were most gifted. So there wasn't any idea that, you know, there's just one person telling us what to do. Everyone had a role to play. It was a very inclusive and cohesive process because of that. And because everyone is on a different lane, we had respect. So for instance, we had someone like Theodosia who took the lead on our social media. We just empowered her to do the social media. So I said, you know, take your creativity. We bless you. We know that you're great. We're just leaving you to do your work. Whether it's uh, Paula Collins, who was very strong in terms of the creative design of the group photos. Take the lead, tell us what to do. Johane was very good in finances and she's an, a professional accountant. Okay, what, how do we need to manage our finances is because again, this is a self 
funded project. So, you know, how do we manage that? How do we actually create this process when we are self-managing and when we're self-funding? Someone like Rose, who is really good at connecting with different people, even if she moved to Alberta, again, she connected us to create funding opportunities. And I could name more and more people, but everyone, everyone absolutely shared based on their strength and based on their passion as well. That's amazing. I think it's really cool hearing your process and hearing the evolution of being in a cohort together that already kind of informs these kind of pathways. And yeah, that yeah. the book was like the fruit of that, where people are, again, continuing to exist in their leadership spaces or in their spaces of talent and yeah. have an area to express that in. So I think that's really beautiful and cool to hear. So in light of all the processes of getting the story in and getting the team in, then I guess my other question is, were there any stories that kind of surprised other team members? Or were there any stories that even changed in the process? Like was one submitted? And then they're like, actually, I think this makes more sense. <laughs> like some of that. Yeah. What was the editing process for something like this, especially when yeah. there's so many different people involved? Well, you know what, I haven't kind of read, I'm reading through all the stories now, I just got the fast print to review. So that is the beautiful cover title page so just going through it now I'll read all these stories but in my preliminary review and of course you know as we walk through the process I'll share my own story it has been an iterative process you know the first draft I wrote it and what we did too was just create a team environment where we could share stories, swap stories just for feedback. And I got feedback that was saying, some of these things are not making sense at all. <laughs> you need to explain <laughs> what you mean by that. So I went back to the drawing board and I had to rewrite the story over again. And then the second person, you know, reads the story and is like, mm, there's some things that are not just hanging together nicely. Could you just expound or decide, you know, what focus you need to be? So if everyone shared the process that I shared, it was a process of writing and rewriting, writing and rewriting based on feedback, because when a fresh set of eyes takes a look at it, they just don't seem to get, you know, when you're steeped into the subject matter, and especially when you're writing about yourself, it can be very hard to separate yourself or even know how to convey some of the things that you need to convey. And writing your own personal story in you know, in a few pages, you really need to condense. So it was definitely an ongoing process of writing and rewriting and shifting and thinking, you know, are these the things that I need to highlight? But we all decided to really highlight authentically from our own lives, what has helped us to lead in very complex environment. Most of us were not born here. We came here, whether we are younger or older. And what, you know, the forces that helped us get here, they are stories of hope. They are stories of change. They are stories of resilience. They are stories that just inspire you, you know, despite against all odds, X and Y is able to do that. So we hope that our readers will honestly connect because the 13 of us are very diverse. Every experience is very different. It doesn't need to connect just with people from our own demography, which mean Black women. It, there are stories that relate to everyone, you know, stories of motherhood, you name it. We are humans. Again, that's the whole point because storytelling is an age-old process that has connected people of difference, that has helped us learn about other people, that has connected our shared humanity. So again, I'm hoping that the diversity, even within ourselves, will surprise people 
that uh, just because we are all Black women doesn't mean that we all have the same path or think alike. There are definitely but that, that diversity represented in the stories that people are going to read. All very exciting and inspiring. Yes. And what were you as a team and as a collective hoping that this book will do and bring that you feel is probably missing in kind of the literature, in the leadership space even? Uh, What were you all kind of dreaming that this will kind of bring to that kind of platform? Just to add and expand, when I was doing my research on, you know, leadership, I did not see many books. This It's not an academic book, so it's definitely not an academic piece of literature, but it is a book nonetheless that people could use as a resource even in schools, or if you're just to feed your curiosity about what it's like, that's what leads us to Amazon to just buy books, right? Or to different bookshelves. When you go to those bookshelves, you just don't see many books from Black people, let alone Black women. So again, we thought we can add it's our responsibility to share our stories our own way. And we are all very challenged by one of our favorite TEDx you know, speaker, the, the danger of a single story. And right now I forget the name, but I'm sure most people have you know, watched that TEDx. And it talks about you know, really reclaiming our sense of ownership to the stories that are about us and not allowing other people from outside to tell our story when we can share our story in our own way. Because it's different when someone is sharing your story, they've not had that lived experience. So we decided to take the opportunity and the challenge to share our stories in our own way and expand what is out there and expand what is available. And hopefully, especially for the next generation, I mean, my children are all young adults now, and I'm praying to be a grandma very soon, hopefully. So I'm thinking, what will be my grandchildren reading about us and what life was like, you know, when we first came here, what was that like? So there's that drive, obviously, to capture something that will live and outlive us, right? And will be a resource and at least maybe just open a window to what life was like and it's documented and it can live on well after we have moved on. That's amazing. And and in light of that, actually, where do you kind of see this book going in the next, like, (laughs) what do you hope it'll be like one year from now or three years from now? Like, what are you hoping the impact will be and maybe the opportunities through such a book? You know, first and foremost, Finn, we're hoping to spark conversation. We are hoping to truly spark conversation. We are hoping to spark curiosity. We are hoping to spark more understanding. We are hoping that other people will be inspired to step up. I mean, our stories are just our stories. And again, there are very many women out there who are thinking, how do I tell my story? Does my story matter? And we went through that. We went through that, you know, trying to think, do our stories really matter? Who cares? Right? So again, we want to inspire people that, yes, they matter and your experience matters. And we've dedicated the book to everyone who wants or with no voice and wants to find a voice. Because part of sharing your story, you find your voice. You reflect on what's important to you. You reflect on your vision and the impact you want to leave in the world. So our hope is that we inspire other women of color to step up and share our stories, to find their voice, to take their space and to truly lead from a place of strength. Because again, we always say that we are visible minorities. Yes, we may be in terms of representation, but again, we are not, our experiences are not 
you know, shouldn't be diminished. So again, but it's up to us to take that challenge and opportunity to share that with the world. So we're hoping to inspire and encourage others to do the same because it's, again, just helps the world that we're living in right now. In light of the world that we're living in right now, we need more understanding, we need more empathy, we need more expanded mindsets, and truly to have to center on the things that make us truly human and know that we're sharing the same universe, right? What affects one affects everybody. And from our stories, you see, wherever we've come from the world, we care about the same things and we yearn for the same things. So yes, we hope that this will spark all sorts of conversations and movement as well. That's amazing. So if people are here locally, and I know some of our followers are not local that listen to this, but where can they connect with the book and with everything surrounding the book? So I'll give you some coordinates on where to find our book will be available on Amazon and all the authors will also be selling them. So I will provide that information to you so that you can put in the information bar, but again, available through Amazon and we'll definitely have a link for any pre-orders. So I'll be happy to share that so that, you know, people can get them as soon as it's published. So the launch is on February 24th and we are hoping that the book will be ready for purchase at that time. Awesome. Yes. For sure. And also another question I wanted to ask is that, do you as the authors foresee any kind of book tour and have you already gotten kind of some buzz or some people reach out from even outside of Saskatchewan regarding this project and this book? Yes, you know, book tours have been something we've been talking about Canada-wide and international as well. So we're just, you know, putting that out there in the universe we would love to come and meet you. We definitely will do something in Alberta. One of our authors lives there, Rose, and beyond Alberta as well, you know, wherever that we can find key allies who can host us. That's something that we would love to do. No farm plans, but that's something that we're just putting out there. If anyone needs to invite us again, we have our social pages that we're happy to share with you so that they can connect with us and they can also get on our mailing list so that we can share that information as we plan. Right now, we're just focused on the launch. (laughs) Oh, and for the listeners who are in the city, uh, where is that launch taking place? So the launch is taking place at the Open Door Women Business Hub that's on First Avenue and our tickets are on Eventbrite. So again, purchase tickets through Eventbrite and the event itself will be at the Saskatoon Women's Business Hub on First Avenue North in Saskatoon. Thank you so much, Betty. Thank you for sharing this story, coming back to the podcast. Thank you. And sharing the process of how this book was put together. And honestly, I was listening and taking mental notes because I think (laughs) a lot of people in leadership can learn from the leadership process that it took to actually make this happen. So I want to say congrats to you. Congrats to the whole group of women who were willing to share their stories and put themselves out there in such a positive light and create legacy through this book. And just wishing everyone complete success with this launch. I think it's very special that it's happening here in Saskatchewan. And I'm definitely looking forward to the book launch myself. So thank you. We'll see you there. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for sharing with us all today. Thank you so much, Fiend. Always a pleasure.